Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Worman Esquire. Uh, we'll talk this week about uh, what happened in the NFL last weekend and over Christmas uh, and update our ongoing betting competition, which is quickly degrading <laughs> as the season has gone on. Uh, in some ways as well. It's... it's uh heating up getting closer but also going trending the wrong way in general uh yeah. we'll we'll talk uh a little bit about a preview for our uh ncaa football uh playoff coming up here uh next next week on on new year's day uh and a very brief story about on um, another gigantic baseball signing this week uh but we'll lead off today's show with the NFL's week 16. Uh, the Chiefs continue to struggle, but also not get not getting blown out or anything, but just playing well enough to keep games close, but not win. Mike, has your level of concern continued to increase, or is it staying the same? Are you already maxed out at concern level? I'm... Well, I'm not maxed out because it's still possible the Chiefs could miss the playoffs if the Raiders win out and the Chiefs lose their final two games. They could each finish at 9-8. and eight. That would mean the Raiders would win the division. It doesn't mean it, the Chiefs are necessarily out of the playoffs. But it could mean that the Chiefs are out. Right, uh, it's possible. 9-8 and eight is not looking very good, really, for uh, the AFC playoffs. Looks like, although... It's looking better than it maybe it was a week or two ago. Some of the some a lot of the teams that were at in playoff position have been losing, especially uh, the the AFC South uh, contenders have all been losing lately. So yeah, um, but I am I think I was maybe concerned earlier than you were about the Chiefs' offense this year, mm. and it's been about the same because I because I even saw like there's no there are no easy plays for the Chiefs. They don't have like there's, it seems like everything is a slug. Everything is a, you know, it's making Mahomes do a lot of work for, you know, very little. And then, you know, it used to be that maybe a penalty or two wouldn't kill the Chiefs' drives, but now if there's a penalty, basically that means the drives are over unless Mahomes works some sort of magic because yeah. there's not really a consistent passing game. Uh, there's not really a consistent running game anymore either, especially with, um, especially with Pacheco being out and McKinnon now, uh, being on IR. There have hasn't been a great, uh, you know, passing game out of the out of the running backs either. You know, we're, well, two, uh, two weeks ago with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, he's been a little bit. He looked really good actually in in week fifteen, but then week six week sixteen, Pacheco was back, and it seemed like they tried to put Pacheco back into the lead spot, and they could not run the ball the first quarter. I mean, they were the, the first quarter was dreadful. Yeah, and and Edwards-Alaire was actually the better back last week too. He was yeah. able to get some decent gains and some runs and things like that, but it's been yeah. It's I, was, been I was a little disappointed long. seeing seeing him push back to the two spot. It seemed like Pacheco they could have like worked back in rather than having him jump right back on top because Edwards Alaire was was really good in week fifteen, running the ball and receiving that great touchdown catch. 
Yeah, and he had back to, in the end zone play and, also, but then and then yeah, sort of relegated to a backup role uh, on Pacheco's return. I mean, yeah, I it's I would have yeah. liked to have seen maybe the roles be have been flipped to start the game, but there's not really you know any reason to do that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's one of and to have think... the hot hand though, you know. Mm-hmm. yeah that makes it's 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 hard to it's kind of hard to predict that sort of thing i think you think well Pacheco's a starter we're gonna put him back in as a starter we're not gonna yeah. if he's healthy but maybe but like yeah the receivers have been bad still like they don't you know rice has been pr- pretty decent watson is up and down which is better than probably the other ones who are basically all down he's um, maybe a little up actually this this week yeah, yeah he had a good ca- couple good catches he had a touchdown. Touchdown catch, yeah. He, uh, yeah. Yeah, Kelsey has been, you know, I think that they they can just double-team Kelsey more easily than they could in the years in years past. He's still, I think, a productive tight end. He's almost at 1,000 yards already. Mm-hmm. But he's, I think it's easier to, he's not, he's he's on the decline, it seems like. he's He's not quite, he's dropping more passes than he usually does. He's not quite what he was. Even last year, or the year before, I think there's a little bit of a drop off. I don't know if that's necessarily age because he has been injured quite a bit this year, so it could just be lingering injuries. But when you're older, those injuries linger longer. Yeah, well, he he may already be you know moving into some kind of like playoff mode where he's trying to conserve energy. It could be for playoffs rather than burn it all off now when these games don't really matter so much so that's what that's why i'm always kind of like not super concerned about this until the playoffs start because i still have you know we've seen some teams get uh you know not playing well then all of a sudden you know they come back like buffalo a couple weeks ago looked like they were you know about ready to write off the season and now they're you know back in playoff contention currently in a in a playoff position yeah and possibly able to win their division even and be not even out of the not even out of the division top two or three seed in the playoffs yeah yeah the, the, the two seed is not out of reach for buffalo with, no. only, with only two weeks left they just have to beat miami at miami which is possible and they have uh they have to hope uh you know they have to hope miami loses to Uh, they, they, so, you know, they have to you know, the beat beat Miami in Miami. They have to beat. Uh, I hope Miami loses it at Baltimore and then beat New England uh, at home, which isn't that it, which doesn't seem to be that difficult, right? At least right now, with even though it's a well, it's a two of those three things they have control over. Right? Yes, yeah. so that's you know part of the de- you know a good chunk of their destiny is in their own hands. Yeah, Buffalo is one of those teams that when they're, I think when they're on, they're maybe the best team in football, but they're off probably two thirds of the time. And they're only on about one third of the time. So it's, they have to, it's, it's hard, it's hard to, for them to, um, I think, to be consistent that way. The Chiefs, when they're on, I think they don't, the Chiefs would, can win more easily, I think, when they're not on, but they've been so not on this season that they've lost quite a few. And I don't know. If they can at least play adequate football, I think they can win one playoff game, but it's going to be tough to go beyond that unless they actually can start playing pretty well. I mean, they and, really need to actually play a whole game, which I don't know that we've seen them play an entire game well. 
this season. Maybe a whole game. We've seen halves. Yeah, they've been near perfect, but I don't know that they played a a, a like a really good complete game this they, season. The best game probably was Chicago when the Chicago was really struggling. They they really they scored you know thirty five points in the first well, half. Yeah, most of that was in the first half. But they, you know, they could have continued that. I think. Yeah. But then they then they stopped playing. They, I think they played pretty well against San Diego. Well, not San Diego, Los Angeles, the Chargers at home the first time. First time, yeah. That was a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, but they still so, had some, you know, a few drives where they didn't play. I mean, I'm just saying that they didn't. They haven't like been. No. Like, what you expected no, from them on offense, at least. Anyway, they had a great first half against Miami. Uh, yeah. You know, nothing in the second. Yeah, you've been. It's right. It's hard. You know, they've. Lately, some laps during a little better in the second half than they were like in the middle of the season when they just vanished in the second half. They aren't like you know leading the league in fewest points scored anymore in the second half like they were. Right. But they can't like coming back though is much harder for them. You know, was when Mahomes was down by ten, he had a winning record. I think he is down to either five hundred or maybe one game below five hundred now when his team went down. By ten because they've been down by ten in these last few games that they've lost. Yeah. Um, they were down by more than ten against the Raiders. They were down by more than ten against um, uh, who? Buffalo against Green Bay. They were down by more than ten uh, against. I think probably maybe against, I don't know about against Buffalo or not, but uh, against a couple against um, yeah, a couple of their games they were down by more than ten. Uh, and they've lost, and they've lost. Like the last two or three games, they've been down by more than ten. They've lost, so it's it's getting um, to be that they aren't the comeback team anymore. Right, but, right now, at least, anyway. They yeah. don't to be. They they just don't have the they don't have the passing game that can do that. It's so yeah. it's so you know they can if they th- they can throw short to receive Rice and he'll get nine or ten yards every time, but they don't do that, and then. The long any any pass that's over fifteen yards in the air is uh, dropped, or the guy turns around, or it's intercepted. It's it's yeah, or the receiver turns a different way than what Mahomes expects. I think Tommy Townsend had the best pass completion last week uh, against oh, the Raiders uh, on that fake punt. You know, it was one of the, it's and one he, of those, and even that was well defended. That wasn't. Uh... A wide open receiver. That was a a covered receiver. That was one of those another good catch by Justin Watson. He had a good sliding catch. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, he's been the number. Well, he's been the second best receiver the Chiefs have had. McCole Hardman is coming back next week, so maybe that will help. Richie James, maybe we'll get into a little bit more. Um, he he had a couple of catches um, in Week 16. Then that was yeah, a, he looks kind of nice he looks kind of lively and spry. Especially with Tony not being. And so I, it's, but maybe you say, well, maybe the Chiefs will turn it on in the playoffs. That's possible. Yeah. You know, the same team basically, as they were when they won the Super Bowl. And they, you know, they beat, you know, great Eagles team. They beat the Bengals, a better, you know, better Bengals team than this year. Here's Bengals. And they also beat, uh, with Mahomes hobbling, uh, the Jaguars. You know, so they, they, they won with an injured Mahomes last year. So you think they could, should be able to win with a healthy Mahomes this year with the same basic team, but it's. But they yeah. need to keep him healthy for these last two weeks to be in that position too. Yeah. But in some ways he seems like he's been laboring. He had like, 
the game against the Raiders, he ran he ran around as much as he you know as much as any game I can remember, maybe since the uh uh Super Bowl when they lost to the Buccaneers. He he I think there were he ran for nine hundred he ran nine hundred yards, I think, in his scrambles uh against the Raiders. I think I read somewhere that in terms wow. of Yardage traveled, total not, traveled yards, yeah, not so positive, like, not nine hundred positive yards, but no, but he total yards. That's yeah, <laughs> and he took some harder hits than on those scrambles than he does normally. And it's like those were playoff hard hits that he took rather than regular season out of bounds uh, things that he slides and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He so they, I think they asked too much of Mahomes. It's a little bit like Buffalo mm-hmm. sometimes asks too much of Josh Allen. I think the Chiefs offense asks too much of Mahomes, and I don't know why they can't just have simple, you know, slant routes, simple passing routes that are yeah to complete that. Well, and other teams seem to complete. It doesn't seem like, you know, lesser teams have struggles designing and completing, you know, slant routes into the middle of the field. That's, I don't, I can't even remember the last time I really saw the Chiefs do that. No, on like, have, any given play, like you just don't see them doing that. They run a lot of like option routes where it depends on the coverage, it depends on where yeah. the defense is lined up, and then they have three or uh, the receivers each have three or four different options that they can do. And it seems like they don't, they aren't running the ones that at least the ones that Mahomes thinks they should run, uh, in most cases. And that's just leading to you know, receivers not getting open, not being in the right place. Not and it's in in Mahomes is just you know scrambling, waiting for people to get open or waiting for the right moment, or maybe he's also because they're dropping the ball so much, he's more hesitant to throw, uh, like than he would have been last year where he thinks he might be he'll thread this tight window, but no, we have to wait till they're wide open and there's nobody around him because because they might drop it and tip it into the uh, right into a defender, and yeah, and and but I guess the the only the defense has been really good. The only reason that the Raiders won was because they had those two uh, defensive touchdowns within seven seconds of each other uh, on the cutesy play that that was maybe one too many cutesy plays uh, that the Chiefs ran. In an odd position, too. Like, you don't usually see that kind of cutesy play from your own... Like, 10-yard line or so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, deep in your own territory. You usually see that. see them do that, you know, in the red zone. Or, yeah, midfield at the late, at the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, usually those, you know, direct snaps to a running back, I mean, that's a very common play that they've been running from near the goal line. Yeah. Not their own goal line. It happened to work much better this time when they when they uh, faked the kind of end around uh, or they ran an end around, but they kind of faked the handoff back to Mahomes, maybe who was going to pass when Rice did it. But then they messed it up when it was deep in the territory, and it was was disastrous. And then Mahomes had that, I don't know, I guess it, the pass seemed to float uh, that he threw out to the sideline. I don't know if it was because the receiver turned the wrong way, but it was a floating. Um, yeah, that was it seemed like because it was a tight end, I think, wasn't it? That was it. A, was a gray that time? That was. I think game? it was. Um, yeah, I don't. I think it was to one of the, one of. The, I think it was to. To Watson, I'm not sure though. Was it? Yeah, but it seemed like may- maybe they could have come back towards the ball a little bit. That might have at least created a collision instead of yeah, an easy interception. And then, oh, but that kind of deep yeah. out route 
back shoulder kind of thing. That's a hard pass. And if that's and that's what you're yeah. you know, Mahomes can do that, but I think this was a windy day. Uh Butker missed, missed another field goal. Yeah. You know, it was what the the elements it started to rain, I think, in the second half quite a bit. The elements weren't so good. They were having trouble holding onto the ball early. Yeah, there were a lot especially in that first quarter. Yeah. It was wet. So like, you know, if they could run simpler like plays, I think the wide receivers would be better at that. Because I think in some ways we we had talked about this before. Do teams run the scheme that they want to run no matter what the players are, or do they tailor the scheme to their players? I think this is a case, you know, Spagnolo traditionally had run the scheme he wants to run. It didn't really matter what players he had. He wanted certain types of players, but he didn't always have those, but he still ran that scheme. Now he has the players that he wants and he can run that scheme and it's, and it's working brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, but the chiefs traditionally, I think have had the, it seems like we thought, well, maybe this chiefs just, just have, um, you know, th- they've had the brilliant players and they can run that scheme because they have the right players to do it. But they don't seem to have those players this year and they maybe they should switch things in some way more yeah. drastically than they have been and that but they're still trying to be the i think the chiefs offense and it's not it's just not working as well they're you know scoring 20 points a game instead of 30 points a game like we're more accustomed to seeing it's a part of it is like yeah roster construction type of issue where you know, you spend a lot of money on your quarterback and it's got to come from other places and they've tried to sacrifice some of the money at the wide receiver position. You're thinking that Mahomes is so good that he can make an average wide receiver a great wide receiver. I think, yeah. It it hasn't seemed to happen this year, at least anyway. It seems like you still need a number one guy that can be the deep threat and they just don't have that now. Without a deep threat, it really condenses the field and they're just not able to go downfield quickly. Yeah, the Chiefs could only can only afford right now one player, like one wide receiver that makes a decent amount of like a like a you know a high decent to high NFL salary. That's and they picked the wrong guy to do that in MBS, but they can't get rid of him uh, this year because of the uh, salary cap. But it seems like the salary cap has really limited. You know, it it makes play on the field worse, and that doesn't just like it's not like it just makes teams at a disadvantage, but it, I think it prevents a lot of good veteran players from playing uh because they're more expensive than younger rookies and or second year players but who are actually worse at playing football but because you know the salary situation the best football player is not always on the field like you know you know joe flacco was the fourth string quarterback and just you know came in recently for cleveland but you know in terms of you know who who are yeah, the start of the season not rostered anywhere not rostered Carson Wentz anywhere in the whole league yeah rostered anywhere you know he's the backup now for Stafford but you would say I would you you know I think Joe Flacco is a better player than Sam Howell uh is for example or better than either Bailey Zappi or um Mac Jones you know like they're but these, but he's he's a he's you know, but you know, you can say the same thing. You know, Zeke Elliott had a hard time getting signed because mm. the veteran makes too much money. A lot of wide receivers are the same boat. Like um, it took you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he was cut because he made too much money, and, and you know, the Chiefs couldn't afford him, even though he was ended up being a not terribly high priced guy. Yeah. But you know, I think Jarvis Landry is still 
was was wasn't signed anywhere and he I don't, I don't think he was completely washed up but he you know it's hard to afford a lot of five and six million dollar guys mm-hmm. when it's either stars who are making 15 million 20 million 50 million or rookies who are making under a million and that's all you can really do uh yeah so like so like san francisco has the you know the kind of the opposite roster construction as of compared to the chiefs where they have you know a nearly league minimum not nearly actual league minimum quarterback yeah with a very you know expensive running back and wide receiver set so um you know it just depends on but their scheme seems to be working for them yeah although they did not play so well this week on christmas day like the chiefs did not i didn't no, they they had a really bad game. Purdy had a really, had probably maybe the worst game of his career, four interceptions, and he didn't even finish the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, were you surprised by that Baltimore San Francisco game? Did you think that Baltimore? I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I expected Baltimore to like to kind of crumple and and uh, but instead they have kind of solidified themselves as the one seed in the AFC and look like the team to beat right now. Yeah, I want. Do, do you think that shows? Does that show again? Maybe that the AFC is a better conference than the NFC. I mean, it is what we've always been saying. So we have to. I, we, yeah. We're going to we're going to point to that as being one of the reasons why we think yeah. it is. Yes, the yeah. Chiefs play kind of has not really had that come through, but but it seems yeah. like. But if the, Chief, if the Chiefs are the third best team in the AFC, which they are as of right now, I mean that's. They may still be the one or two in the NFC if they were to put. Well, they've lo- but they've lost a lot of the conference inter inter interconference games. That's they true. lost to Green Bay. They lost to Philadelphia. They lost to Detroit. Um, but, but you know, all of those games were close and kind of you know, two of them were really games that the actually I mean, all three of them were games that the Chiefs should have won. Yeah, but, should have or could have. Yeah, you know, I would say the Chiefs could be at least. Could be easily twelve and three this year if they had you know some of the calls go their way, or you know not had some of the disasters disastrous things go their way. You know they should have beaten. You know it's hard to say see how they lost. You know they lost to the Raiders given the fact that um, Aiden O'Connell did not complete a pass after the first quarter, and the Chiefs only allowed you know like two hundred something total yards. Yeah. And, you know they like, did and gave them spotted them 14 points in a seven second stretch and still only lost by six so that's yeah it's you know. it's just kind of screwy so do we want you know speaking speaking of uh, kind of screwy our our our, our locks of the week <laughs> anything but uh locks this i guess the second half of the season essentially yeah. the first half of the season we were doing a lot better although uh, this was our best week in a while our best week in a while my best week certainly in a while um but uh, I had, I w- I'm you know too scared to pick anything with related to the Chiefs about this time because I don't, uh, especially when it comes to the spread. But I did think that the Chiefs Raiders was going to go over. I was pretty confident about that. It was forty one and a half was the over under, uh, but the Chiefs Raiders did not go over. It was only twenty to fourteen because the Chiefs played so sloppily and so badly and not only 
didn't cover their big their double digit point spread. I think they were favored by ten and a half. They lost outright, and they uh, only scored fourteen points. So it was only a thirty four total. So I was seven and a half under. Mm-hmm. I would have needed a touchdown and a two point conversion uh, for the Chiefs uh, to pull through, or just not have not the missed field goal. Not the missed game. Field. and then and then any other yeah any touchdown later. Yeah, the missed field goal I think caused the Chiefs to really be more desperate at the end and look for touchdowns. When if they if they had kicked that field goal, they could have kicked field goals and they might have even had nine more points uh, than they would have otherwise. Rather than trying to go, you know, they could have gotten field goal, and then when they they would have been down twenty, you know, to when they when they when they turned it over on downs, uh, kind of in the fourth quarter, they could have kicked a field goal there. That would have uh, that would have tied it, and then they could have kicked the field goal at the end when they had it. Um, maybe uh, that would have been twenty three twenty. And that would have been the over, but no. it turned out it was under. So even the best, the best laid plans, gang after Glay, as Robert Burns said. So as a bit of an aside, do you think the Raiders have learned their lesson from the the last time that they had this kind of situation with their coaching staff? They, you know, fired a coach midseason the the interim coach has done pretty well yeah last time they did not keep the interim coach and hired outside the organization yeah they hired uh josh mcdaniels do you think they've learned their lesson and will stick with pierce or do you think they'll go outside the organization again this time i've heard that they want john gruden back i've heard that rumor that they might rehire uh yeah that's the, that's um that way that would you know close the loop i guess is that is that how you describe that yeah that's the um uh that's that's the that's that's the rumor that i have heard uh recently but i don't know that's gonna happen i i would say they should they should uh go with antonio pierce probably since he's he's done well although you could say that's a little bit dangerous because sometimes those uh, interim coaches they do well for a year, but then they screw up the second year, like Romeo yeah. Cornell or something like that. Um, yeah, but so they, just, they just did this, and I you'd think that they would have to regret having not kept Sachia. Yeah, you know, or, just I mean, it was only two years ago. It wasn't even it was that it wasn't even like that long ago. Well, let's let's say what if what if Bill Belichick is out? Would you hire? Would you think Belichick would be a better hire at this stage in his career? Than, than keeping your interim keeping Pierce, interim Pierce interim. Yeah, um, I don't. It's hard to say, really. It's just, I guess part of it depends on what the locker room thinks of Pierce. If they really like him, then you probably want to keep him there if you can. Well, you can get but Bill if Belichick's Jack. available, it's hard not to go that way either. So. But he's also Josh yeah. McDaniels' old boss, so it's another New England guy that may right. But also, we have Tom Brady with an association now with the Raiders. Maybe there'd be a a Belichick. Mm-hmm. there, still technically under contract. Yeah, I think they're getting rid of him though. No, but yeah, that's what it seems like. Um, yeah, I you know I don't. It's interesting with with what's going on with Belichick, but you know he is. Yeah, I don't know. I I I would see what's out there. I wouldn't I wouldn't make a decision if I were the Raiders. I wouldn't make a decision unless you could get somebody like Belichick. He would be the only type of. Like a, a a proven to be successful NFL coach maybe would be better. 
yeah you're but like hiring another that's pretty good like hiring a retread or an unknown i don't think would be a a good idea right now see i mean your your guess would be that it's either pierce who's already there or like a hall of fame bound or john gruden (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine that he's even an option that seems crazy and how he left the last time are they still paying him or did they no they had they reached a settlement or something didn't they yeah there's a settlement but there's still like a hearing or lawsuit that's still going on and stuff like that so i think it's mostly gruden was going to name names for other people that were you know uh you know that were maybe just as bad as he was in terms of uh saying things under behind closed doors about you know, certain people of different races and things like that. Um, so I could see maybe the, Ra- the Raiders hiring him back to keep him yeah. quiet or the NFL condoning that to maybe. Um, That's insane. I can't believe that they were. Yeah, I don't know who I, but I would say Pierce has done, he's done a very good job for the, at least the Ra- he's really turned the Raiders around. Um, I don't think McDaniels, if he had just stayed on, they would have done nearly as well. So yeah. Um, but one yeah. one of the things that that I've found like crazy this year though too is that the the Raiders are the least penalized team in the NFL. How is that even possible? I think that's 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 against uh, that should be against the rules. The Raiders need to be the the bad boys, the villains, the penalized team. They, they haven't changed anything. It's not like it was from like last year to this year. They were the most penalized team to this year being the least penalized team. Yeah, and like and it was McDaniel's both years since we started it's like it's like the team is going to become super disciplined under the same coach yeah i think it also shows it the doesn't make sense of nfl uh officiating and maybe just the lack of of quality and and you know you would i think i think you think of it as being a little bit more uh rigged uh in terms of nfl officiating than i do but uh i i just think it's incompetence and I don't know if it's necessarily rigged. I think they, I think they have favorites and teams that they pick on, specifically hmm. pick on. I think the Chiefs have been picked on this year. I don't, I don't know if one of the teams that's picked on a lot, or at least certain players on the Chiefs are. Yeah. are... But they're also the one of the most you know prominent teams because they're featured you know heavily on TV. Yeah, and there are a lot of eyeballs on them. So if they do something that you know is noticed by a lot of people, it's going to draw more attention. Yeah. And I, I, did you see that the Christmas Day game for the Chiefs was the uh, highest rated game, apparently, of, of the three and oh, really? of uh, recent times, I guess, of, for NFL games, especially on uh, Christmas Day. I think it was the highest Christmas Day NFL game. Wow, I didn't yeah. see that. No, it makes sense. Maybe also you see the Chiefs, the Chiefs are a big draw, but maybe they're also, uh, you th- you'd like them to be, embrace their heel kind of. I would I see I would rather see them become villains than see them like complaining on the sideline, throwing helmets or yelling at their teammates and coaches and stuff like that, breaking iPads. I'd rather see them just become villains. I like that. I like the passion and stuff because I think that makes them disliked by but but they become watchable. Maybe they're becoming a little bit like the Dallas Cowboys. They're maybe in some circles they could be America's team, but also they're the team America loves to hate as well. I just Uh, don't want to see them act like petulant children that's the uh you know i don't mind the pattern i like at least they're at least they care yeah and they're they're angry they're angry um I'd, I'd rather see them take it out on players on the field 
than on like their on their own sidelines you know i think we both rather them channel their aggression into positives and yeah and well but i don't know if it's a zero-sum uh yeah. game there but, but that'd be the difference between like the uh yeah acting more more petulant than than uh you know heel side of things i'd rather i'd rather see them be i'd rather see darth mahomes that was the uh the yeah. the future that i was hoping to see after yelling at the officials in that one game a couple weeks ago yeah i would have liked that too i think i i want oh. mahomes to turn it on and just be able to be the old mahomes but i don't think he I don't think he believes he has the receivers that can. He doesn't. He doesn't trust his um, teammates this year. Yeah. Even though many of them were the same players who were there last year, it's hard to say. Um, so anyway, long story short, I missed the under. I got. I. I, uh, I picked over, and the Chiefs Raiders was under forty one and a half. How about your first, uh, maybe unlock of the week? My first pick that was also incorrect anyway was uh, the one where you and I opposed each other on the pick. So one of us had to win. Uh, it was not me. Uh, I had uh, Cincinnati minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. I fully expected Cincinnati to, you know, play a lot better than they did anyway. Pittsburgh ended up uh, scoring a lot of points against Cincinnati. You know, it was the final score being 31, 34, 11. Yeah. Which is very surprising. Yeah, George Pickens had a big game. Thirty points out of Pittsburgh is seems yeah. insane. But but that, and with the what third string quarterback even too. Mason Rudolph has been, has been better. Yeah, uh, with he's but he's a winning. He has a now a six four and one record as a starter for the Steelers. A winning record as a starter, which is I think better than either Trubisky or Kenny Pickett have in their careers. So I I don't know if he's better a better player than either of those guys. But it seems like Pittsburgh responds better to having Rudolph. He's a big. He's kind of. I think he's got a big. He's got a big personality. I think, and he's, he's a little bit like. I think maybe a little bit Gardner Minshew like in terms of, um, kind of how underappreciated he is, but he does pretty well when he's in. And yeah, he was uh, solid, and they won. And John Browning, I think maybe started, maybe turning back into a pumpkin. I'm not sure. Uh, at least uh, I hope that Jake, for the Chiefs. Jake Browning. Jake right? Browning. Jake Browning. Not John Browning. Yeah. Browning. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We Jake won't. Brown. We won't remember who he is in another year. Well. Well. Maybe he'll challenge Joe Burrow because uh, he was doing just as well as Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah. But uh, the, I guess the I guess the Bengals didn't have uh, Chase playing, did they last week? Oh, I don't. Was Jamar Chase out? I don't. Well, I'm Higgins, not sure. I think Higgins was. Uh, or maybe Higgins and maybe well Chase was out maybe a couple maybe it was a couple weeks ago I, don't, I can't remember if Chase was playing maybe he was back and Higgins was out something like one of the two guys wasn't there, I think Higgins played there wasn't a lot but there wasn't a lot of um, fireworks I think I think it was Chase that was out last week um, for the Bengals at least I don't remember hearing his name uh, making big plays so the Chiefs uh, are playing the Bengals next week so hopefully. They can keep it happening. Although uh, recently, uh, yeah, Chase had no catches. He was he, they had no uh, targets even, so he must not have been in the game. But she, uh, Chase has been saying again the being being the Bengals and the Chiefs. Uh, Chase has been saying some uh, um, sort of trash talking uh, against uh, the Chiefs' uh, defense in their secondary. Whereas he should be doing targeting his trash talking towards the Chiefs' offense because they have been bad and the Chiefs' defense has been very good. 
Um, but you know, that's how it goes. But yeah, we I got the I I I thought Pittsburgh would would actually win outright, and they did. Uh, Pittsburgh at home uh, has been very good in the division this year. They're I think they're three and zero now in the in the AFC North. They've beaten in the, at at you know at historic Ashore Stadium. Uh, they've beaten the Browns rather handily. They beat the Ravens as well, and now they've beaten the Bengals pretty handily at. Akershore Stadium, formerly known as Heinz Field, because everybody loves Akershore. Uh, Akershore is, I can't think of anything more Pittsburgh than Akershore. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think of when I think of Pittsburgh. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's not the steel industry or the uh, industrial heritage, but it's um, medical insurance holding company or something like that that's that's that's, that's what pittsburgh's really known yeah. for not its condiment not 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 uh it's condiments either but uh pittsburgh has been doing very well for me so uh a sneak preview i might have pittsburgh again as one of my locks of the week so uh, when pittsburgh i think i i think i've only missed one or two of my bets on pittsburgh and i've bet pittsburgh pretty he- heavily over the course of this season um yeah. so they they're my lucky charm. It seems like this this year, and otherwise dismal year. Uh, the Steelers have been uh, good for me. It makes no sense. Still, like I, I had um, always bet against them early, and then I finally joined them and you for a while, picking with them, and then I've now gotten back off of that, and it's and it cost me again. So, in the direct point one against one here, you know, you picked up a point there. Yeah, that way. So. Well, good for you, Mike. That that was my first win. Uh, how about your uh, second uh, over under? So I'm not taking your second lock of the week. The second lock uh, was also an unlock. Uh, I had Indy plus one and a half at Atlanta. Uh, I expected, yeah, Indy to to kind of hold, solidify their their uh, playoff position, and they did not play quite so well in that game. And it was a nearly similar score to the last game, too. Uh, Atlanta ended up winning 29-10. Yeah, it was a big win for Atlanta. Heineke, I guess, was the was the charm they needed. Atlanta is still in the division race uh, and playoff race in the NFC, even though they're terrible. Um, but Indianapolis isn't very good. It's one of those things where you rely on, you know, you like, if you rely on a not so great team to win on the road, uh, eh. again, but, this is an AFC versus NFC team. That's true too. You know, similar you, records. Atlanta was having as having a you know quarterback. Yeah, you they know, were waffling. I mean, They've gone back and forth a couple of times on on who their starter is. Yeah, you think if Gardner Minshew can have a great. I mean, if uh, Mason Rudolph can have a good game, maybe you think Gardner Minshew can have a good game too. But that was, he's been playing pretty well. I mean, they're in yeah. they're in playoff contention, so. Yeah, yeah, I understood the bet. I, I, I thought actually, that they would be fine. Um, I went, I went along with that as well. I thought, I thought that you were, I was surprised that Indianapolis was not favored in that game. I thought that was a straight. Yeah. But they were clearly the better team than Atlanta, but they they uh, scored the first seven points of the game and then punted basically every other possession the rest of the half. Yeah, it was a dome at a dome. We haven't done the dome teams playing in dome. We didn't. We were we were doing that study. 
how well do dome teams play on the road at other domes? Do they do better than outdoor teams on the road at domes? Mm. This, this is a um, we'll expose here one of these weeks. We need, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I'll have time this week to to run some of those numbers. Yeah. Um, how about your of, how about your third pick? What was that? How did that come out? Well, it, it, came, it came, Well, I didn't expect the game to go the way it did, but I did expect uh, a lot of points to be scored in Baltimore, San Francisco. I had it was ended up being thirty three to nineteen Baltimore over San Francisco. I thought maybe it might be thirty three nineteen San Francisco over Baltimore, uh, something like that, uh, where fifty two points were scored out. The over under was forty six and a half, and so it was five and a half points over. So fairly, you know, a, not an easy over, but a and not a super comfortable over, but not a squeaker either. So it was it was over uh, the number, and so I felt good about that. At least I got that part right, even if I got the, um, uh, you know, I didn't guess which team was going to win. And it was an interesting game. I think Baltimore has maybe seen, solidified themselves as Super Bowl favorites if they can, you know, play well in the playoffs and keep Lamar Jackson healthy, both of which are things they haven't done recently. Um mm-hmm. You know, they haven't had a good playoff. They haven't been good in the playoffs since current Cleveland Browns quarterback Joe Flacco was uh, the quarterback. And, you know, it's po- very possible that the the Browns un- with Flacco might play against the Ravens uh, with Jackson in the playoffs. In a, a matchup of old Browns, Ravens, new Browns, current Browns, and old Ravens quarterback versus new Ravens quarterback. I think that would be a that would be the that's the most interesting. I think one of the most interesting scenarios that could come up in the AFC playoffs in a couple of weeks. But we have a couple more weeks to wait uh, for that. Was there anything else? Was there anything else about the Christmas weekend uh, that you found interesting? Some big games. Um, Miami Dallas was that was that a surprising result? Did you think that uh, Dallas would uh, prevail over Miami, or did you, or did you see it uh, shake out the way it did? Well, I thought if Miami was going to win, it would be by following Buffalo's game plan against Dallas from the week before. And it was a very close game. And Miami did not follow the rush-heavy offense that that Buffalo had shown worked against Dallas. Uh, but they still managed to come out in a very, very close game. Razor yeah. margin, right? It wasn't a Miami's... late field goal, but won it. Yeah, late field goal where they actually – didn't really play it very well at the end because mm-hmm. they were down by one point, but they kicked it on third down, but they decided to let the clock run down to two seconds rather than, you know, 10 seconds or something like that. So that in case the snap was bad, it was in Miami, it's wet and dewy and uh, things like that. So like they could have fallen on the snap and then tried to kick again. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a little bit like if, you know, that missed extra point uh, uh, attempt that the, uh, the Raiders, was it the, was it a missed field goal? It was it was a missed extra point on their for, on their first touchdown, I think. Yeah, the first of the two. Yeah, on their first touchdown when when uh, the 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 snap was bobbled and then uh, kind of eventually put in the right place and the kicker didn't want to uh, kick it. Yeah, I don't wanna, I'm not going to kick that because it, it would really funny because it would uh, mess up his uh, stats. I think is what he was was what he was thinking. He's it was possible. It's probably only a 50-50 shot that he would make that extra point rather than a 95% shot that he normally would. But uh, I think he still should have kicked it. I, I, if I were uh, the coach, I would have been upset because you can still kick it. Because now with the extra point, you're not like at the goal line where you only have to you know make it a few yards. It's well, it's a it's a 30, 
three yard field goal or something like that now. And yeah. so there's I'm sure they are the kickers are very much yeah creatures of habit where they they want like you know their steps to be exactly the same every time and the ball to be placed exactly the same way every time and and it wasn't that at all. So he would have had to have like, you know, taken like a two step approach or a one step approach and just kicked it. I don't know if it would have they been practiced a lot. Sure right. they and they have and, and they would if it was a field goal, they would have kicked he would have kicked it. So I, I think he should have kicked it and tried it. Yeah. Maybe Probably. it was a lower percentage than what his normal kicks would be, but it's still better than zero. Yeah. You know, well, if, you don't, if he doesn't kick it, it's definitely worth zero points. So. But it didn't count against his kicking stats because it was not. <laughs> that's not, true. That's I think that's the reason he didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, so I would if I were in the so he was thinking. I think you could say more about his individual stats than about the team at that moment. Yeah. And I would say maybe he was given a dressing down uh, later uh, by uh, future once and future coach uh, Antonio Pierce. Uh, you think? Possibly, or yeah. not. How about uh, your? Did we did we did we did your third. We haven't done my third pick yet. We haven't no. done your third yet. We we we. I, I was. You, you didn't want me to have any of the correct picks. You was like, oh, we just want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought. Okay, you're done. You're, you yeah. you were. You, I this way I can c- come back against you. But no, you do have a correct. You were one. <laughs> I was two and one, so I only made up one uh, pick on you. Yeah. Yeah, and and it really was that one game where we picked against each other, but we we really needed to break our Ofer streak from the week before, so that was the right way to do it. Yeah, and we each got one other one besides that. So my my other pick was I had Tampa Bay minus one and a half uh, at home against Jacksonville. Uh, it's not at all what I expected the game to be because I, I didn't think Trevor Lawrence is going to play with it. I didn't think he would clear concussion protocol in time to even make it into the game, but. He did make it into the game, but was not very good. And, no. Uh, Tampa Bay ended up winning 30-12. to 12. Trevor Lawrence exited, I think, the third straight game with a different injury. Now his shoulder is injured. So, you know, this is third injury in three different parts of the body. Is a little – should be very concerning for Jacksonville <laughs> – uh, not just for their playoff hopes for this year, but you know, going forward for Lawrence's health in general. This is, yeah, it's a little surprising. Also, how well Baker Mayfield, I think, has been playing. This is possibly his best season as a pro. Yeah, he has a ninety-six point two quarterback rating, which would be the highest of his career if it continues. He has um, twenty-six touchdowns right now, only eight interceptions. Uh, he had his rookie year. He had 27 touchdowns, but 14 interceptions. And his uh, 2021 or 2020 2020 season with Cleveland, I think that's when he led them to the playoffs. Uh, he had 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. So he's possibly, if he throws two more touchdowns, he will have the most touchdown passes of a season in a season uh, more than he has uh, had in his career. So you know, do you think he's cemented himself as the quarterback of the? of the present and future in Tampa? It seems like, yeah. I mean, unless they have some way to pick up somebody that, that they know is even better then it seems like this is the guy that they should be riding with. He's taken two different teams in the playoffs and looked good in his, his other stint that was in between those two, uh, his very brief performance and in, in, uh, in the, for the Rams last season. Right. Yeah. So 
I mean, he seems like he's, you know, wins games no matter where he goes. That seems like a guy you should probably try to hang on to. Maybe yeah. you're not going to build a franchise around him, but he at least can get you through a few years. Um, Especially in the know, playoff sound. contention in, in a division that isn't that great. So well, but which storyline would you rather see play out? Or maybe they, they're both actually possible where you have old Baltimore against the new Baltimore team or Baker Mayfield against his old Cleveland team. Well, they could both happen in the same same playoffs series, right? Yeah, they could both happen. I I don't well, I don't want to I guess if if Baker Mayfield uh and the Browns made the Super Bowl, that would mean the Chiefs would not make the Super Bowl. So right. I don't want to see that happen. But if the Chiefs ended up losing, well, yeah, that would be a funny scenario, I think. Um, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think that would happen. But you never know. Um, but it's unlikely. I think it's 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 possible. Cleveland, you know, has been playing really well with Flacco, and their defense is a good defense. So maybe they can uh, do something. But I am, yeah. I I really just kind of want to see Cleveland. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to see Cleveland succeed because of their Deshaun Watson. Uh, pick and now they're doing very well because they don't have Watson. Like, so what do you what do you think is going to happen next year in Cleveland? Do you think Flacco stays as the starter, or do they go back to Watson? What would you What would you do there? They've got so much money sunk into Watson that they'd have to find a trade partner or be okay with you know that much dead cap uh, against the franchise with Watson. I would think they don't have an out, do they? So. I think it's fully guaranteed, but it's a little bit like what Russell Wilson, I think, is in Denver. We don't know whether, you know, De- so Jared Stidham's going to start next week, uh, although Wilson hasn't been terrible this year. He's been actually okay, but he mm. hasn't been lights out or anything, but he's he certainly hasn't been worth maybe the amount of money that they've been paying him, but mm. he hasn't been, I guess he has, he's, he's been, he's, he's been all right this year, but um, I think if he ends up playing, the, like if he ends up getting injured before uh, the spring, I think the I think the Broncos have to keep him, and it's going to cost him like thirty million dollars if he's not healthy yet uh, by March first or something like that. So mm-hmm. they don't want to play him, and they, you know they're also risking I think missing the playoffs without Wilson playing Jared Stidham. Uh, but you know, so yeah, I think that's a, a slightly less um, maybe bad, a less bad version Denver has that than uh, Cleveland has mm-hmm. with. You know their con- both both contract. I think, but Russell Wilson has his detractors in terms of his personality. Uh, he's not as bad, but also he's he's not a um, serial, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know whatever it is that uh, Deshaun Watson is. <laughs> right. And so he doesn't he doesn't have the uh, lawsuits against him. He doesn't have piles of lawsuits against him. He just has sort of cringy moments. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was an article, I guess, that came out maybe today that was about uh, Wilson's maybe Wilson not having quite the handle over the, the offensive scheme that, that uh, you know, their coach would prefer. Mm. They like the very extremely, maybe overly studious, like Drew Brees, like knew the playbook and the offensive scheme, you know, like inside and out. And apparently Russell Wilson is, does you know where's the wristband and stuff like that 
uh, not quite the same maybe student of the game that that uh, you know their coach prefers. So that may be contributing to why they're possibly looking to move Wilson out. Yeah. Where where do we stand right now on the uh, on our betting? Uh, maybe we should go back to that, and then because we, we're talking sure. a little bit about this week, we'll talk about we'll talk about next week in the future uh, in a little bit. But let, maybe we'll wrap up this uh, NFL segment and yes. talk about what where where are we on the uh, the locks of the week? So you're you were uh, two and one this week, which brings you to 22, 25 and one on the season, or minus three hundred dollars on the year. Uh, I was one and two this week. Which, leaves me just a hair ahead of you mike 23 and 25 minus 200 dollars Ooh, it is close it is now a razor thin margin and we're, both... Ago, we're both chasing 500 probably the last two weeks but also you know competing with each other at the same time so yeah it's to be six mm-hmm. picks remain is all we have left six remain until the playoffs and then we'll then we'll really the big board, though, however, uh, You're not, again, not so great. Yeah, this the last uh, the Monday night games, the, the Christmas Day games, didn't go well for either of us. I think we both lost something like five or six hundred dollars on the last day. Uh, so let's see. I think you were down eleven hundred dollars for the mm-hmm. week, and, and you were down almost six hundred dollars. Seventy, almost six hundred dollars. Yeah, so. I'm still up on the year, eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm I'm down over eight thousand. So you are about ten thousand dollars better than yeah. me this this this, yeah. this year. So, but the I, last several weeks have been not so great for either of us. And no, no. Uh, the league you, the league games have made less sense this year. As last year, we sort of figured out a pattern to how the teams were playing to like project how we can, you know, make picks. Last year, this year, it's been almost random it seems like it has been almost random a lot of it may have to do with how deep most teams are into their quarterback lines and so yeah denver's going to turn over uh to stidham so stidham has not played i don't think really this season much maybe maybe he's played just a little bit i think washington's going to be uh switching to jacoby Brissett for the rest Tyrod Taylor is replacing Tommy Cutlets. That's Tommy, right. Dibio, uh, he had a actually a real, almost a good comeback against uh, Philadelphia last week, although the Giants fell short. So it's Tyrod Taylor, and there's someone we're missing. Oh, um, um, Nick Mullins is going to drop to uh, Jaron Hall in Minnesota. BYU rookie out of BYU, yeah. And, and then there's one more too, isn't there? Well, Hall started that game that he got hurt, and then Dobbs came in and, and uh, became a brief sensation. But now uh, they don't want Mullins or Dobbs; they want they want Hall. Um, I think there's one more. Uh, maybe we'll think of it. No, that was it. Yeah, so the four, the four of them. Yeah, yeah. Tommy DeVito. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Sam Howell, Russell Wilson, and Nick Mullins are the four that we know already are going to be swapped next week. So, yeah. Um, but that has to lead to some you know, additional inconsistency in, in the league. But it seems a little surprising that usually you see a drop-off when you go from like a number one quarterback to a number two quarterback. 
Well, this this year it seems like some of the number two quarterbacks have, you know, actually done pretty well. And yeah, and three quarterbacks have done all right. And, and Joe Flacco, the number four quarterbacks have done okay. The best quarterback that the Browns have have run out this year. So it's one of those uh, one of those things. So um, speaking, so maybe we'll move on and talk about want to talk a little about college football. It's the final. It's college football's final four uh, uh, coming up on New Year's Day weekend uh, on on Monday, New Year's Day. That we're going to have the college football playoff games. We have number one. Uh, seed Michigan versus number four Alabama, number two Washington, and number against number three Texas. Uh, we've talked a little bit about what we think is going to happen, but do we, do you have anything any new insights on these games, or uh, do you? I think we both want Alabama to lose, but do you think do you think Alabama is going to beat Michigan? I think Alabama will win. It's just uh, just to be annoying. That's just my my guess. Michigan's probably the better team, but I think Alabama's played really well outside of that one game early in the year against Texas that they've dropped. They won everything else. But Michigan hasn't lost any games this year. And I think they've not been very close in most of the games. Yeah. I, I still think I still think Michigan and Texas are gonna win, but I would I wouldn't be surprised if it was the other way around. I don't I don't really have a, a handle on so the uh, the line is uh Michigan's only favored by two points. And that is the early game, the Rose Bowl, 4 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Maybe that no, maybe that's Central. Yeah, it must be Central. Yeah, usually it's. Uh, so Texas is favored by four against uh, against Washington at the Sugar Bowl, the evening game. Um, Which way are you leaning on that on that one? I was leaning Texas to win. Um, I don't know. I, th- I guess I don't know about the spread. Uh, I had I hadn't really considered the spread in either of these games, but yeah. I was actually a little surprised that Michigan maybe was favored. But um, I think it's interesting that I mean they're the one and undefeated. They should be favored, but but you know, two surprise they're only favored by two. I think maybe they'd be favored by you know three or four at least. I would might think also that the Rose Bowl is traditionally a Big Ten home. It might be a little bit more of a home field advantage for Michigan than it is for Alabama. I don't know when the last time Alabama played in the Rose Bowl. Unless it was the national championship game. Because they cycle, so they could be, you know, I don't know. It says that Alabama has only lost in the Rose Bowl one time. Uh, But I think most of the games that they won were like in the 20s. So... Uh, Alabama has a Michigan is actually eight and twelve overall at the Rose Bowl. Um, Alabama is yeah they played in the twenties. I don't think they've played much uh, in the nineteen twenties. Yeah, the nineteen twenties. Yeah, I don't think they played. I don't think they played much since. Yeah. Then. Man, the, the over-unders in the two games are like 20 points different. The Alabama-Michigan game is expected to be pretty low scoring. Only 44 is the over-under in that Texas-Washington game. Over-under is 63 and a half. Mm. 
Okay, so I'm I'm seeing that Alabama. So they played in the 1926 Rose Bowl, 27 Rose Bowl, 31 Rose Bowl, 35 Rose Bowl, 38 Rose Bowl, 1946 Rose Bowl, and then I don't think they played in the Rose Bowl again until the 2010 BCS National Championship game, where they beat uh, Texas in the national championship game that was at the rose bowl so they won that one um against a big 12 opponent against, the, against texas a team they might play in the national championship uh next time yeah in the, in the week and a half from now mm-hmm. and i think that is the last time that they play or they played in the 2021 rose bowl which was um one of the college football semifinal games and they beat Notre Dame in that game 31 to 14. So they've, they've been in the Rose bowl um, a couple of times then in the last um, over the last decade or so. So then they've, they're two and oh at the Rose bowl in those games. So. Um, well, some of the guys that are on the current roster may have played in that 2021 game then. Yeah. Seniors, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's only, yeah. that was only two years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, 2021. Would have been January. Oh, it was January. 20, it, was, it was the COVID. That would have been COVID year. Yeah. yeah. A lot, maybe more players might have been around then. Yeah, because it's, it's a year. It's a year sooner. It would have been the 29th, the 2020 season then, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, yes. So it would have been three, three years ago. I think both of us, I think, I, don't, I really don't, I wouldn't mind if Washington won, but I don't think Washington is as compelling as the story or a team, maybe in terms of at least storyline as either as Texas is. Um, I don't like, you know, I think it'd be funny if Texas, uh, I don't know if there was an Alabama, Texas rematch and Texas won again. I, I think that would be the funniest because I would, I really want to see Alabama go down. I don't yeah. really, I don't really care who wins uh, other than it might also be funny if Washington won the whole thing, the team that nobody really is talking about. Um, yeah. Well, what about what about Michigan though, and and with the Harbaugh controversy, and then and then they just go ahead and win the title anyway. Would that be? Yeah, that would be funny. And then, it, but you know, Harbaugh might leave and go to coach. Well, maybe he'll coach the Raiders. We didn't we didn't mention Harbaugh as a potential Raiders coach. Right. Would you? Would you? Fairly, you... fairly likely NFL move, I think, is what the current thought is. So, if you were the Raiders, would you hire John uh, Jim Harbaugh over mm. Jim Harbaugh over Antonio Pierce? He's a, he's a proven winner at the NFL level. At least. Yeah, but he also got fired too. So it's you know. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to. Yeah. Skip. He did. They did. He did have a Super Bowl appearance, right? Oh wait, no. That's, yeah. Oh wait, the Rose Bowl in 2021. That the. Um, uh, that the Alabama played and it wasn't at. Uh, it wasn't at the Rose Bowl. No, it's because of COVID. They had to play it at Jerry World, AT and T Stadium in Dallas. So no. it was it was the Rose Bowl game, but not in the Rose Bowl. In so the Rose Bowl, no. that that doesn't count. I don't think. No. So they they haven't played. So none of none none of the players then no. have played in the Rose Bowl. Uh, the but they definitely time. haven't played against a Big Ten opponent, which is the traditional. Yeah team well, plays in the rose bowl they played notre dame which is sort of a big 10 opponent almost but yeah. but anyway 
anyway, um, I think I, well, we'll see what happens with uh, the games and then we can maybe recalibrate or continue our, uh, six, you know, try to write our success into the national championship game on January 8th. But uh, there's also one, one big story in baseball that you wanted to talk about maybe very briefly. And that was the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, signing of another big Japanese free agent. Um, and that is uh, 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 the pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto uh, for 12 years, 300 and $25 million. Yeah. And what do you think of that signing? And uh, is that, is, do you think are the Dodgers going to be the team to beat? Well, it's, I mean, first of all, I guess the yeah, the number is shocking. It's I think the largest contract ever given to a pitcher, and also the by far the largest contract to a pitcher who's never thrown a major league pitch before, as he's played exclusively in Japan so far. I guess his numbers in Japan are fantastic. Yeah, he's won three straight um, MVPs and, and three Cy Young whatever the Cy Young equivalents are. Yeah, yeah so like. He's in the triple crown of pitching. He's won a bunch, a couple times, at least twice, I think. So he is the... 25, pairing him with the, the 29 year old Shohei Otani, which is a formidable, yeah, pairing of, of players. Definitely well, an absurdly expensive pairing of players. Well, 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 and now a billion gonna... dollars committed to just those two guys. Yeah. He's not going to pitch uh, next year, Otani. Not but... this year. Not this, this coming point coming year, yeah. But we still have you know Clayton Kershaw, who's probably on the downslope of his career. Maybe, maybe not. He's actually not under contract, I don't think yet. So they may oh, not well, have him. Replace Kershaw. He may or may not come back. They haven't decided. I don't think he, they've decided yet as to if they're going to roster him this year or not. I think it's pretty much up to Kershaw. If he wants to come back, I think he's got a spot. I see. Yeah. But um, they have you know Walker Bueller, who's already a you know, an all-star pitcher. They, you know, they have a good rotation, even Already, without yeah. Kershaw. So with Kershaw, they have like a nearly unstoppable rotation. And they have, you know, multiple former MVPs, you know, playing field positions with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're absolutely stacked. There are probably the worst thing that you could imagine if you thought the Yankees were bad in the 1990s and 2000s, this is far, far worse for baseball. <laughs> I hate the Dodgers team so much. <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not looking forward to the Super Dodgers, but yeah, they've got... I will uh, relish all of their losses. That's what I, they'll be a team that I will root against, I think, all season. And for the next decade or more well i think since the royals have will smith who has won three consecutive world series i think the royals i think we're going to see a royals dodgers uh world series yeah there you go we'll so the, the, uh, the frugal team against the complete opposite of frugal team <laughs> the excess yeah the opulent um, what would you what would you say what would you refer to them as well, the the thrifty versus the spend thrift, uh, which I always thought spend spend thrift meant thrifty, but spend with spend thrift means the opposite of thrifty, which I think is interesting. They spend with thrift, I guess. So it is. Yeah. Well, someone yeah. who's spend thrift, you know, spends tons of money and is yeah. frittering money away. But someone who's thrift, he has thrift 
and spends with thrift is yeah it's a little strange hmm. one of those things where um kind of like where um cleavage can mean uh uh different things you know pushing things together or splitting them uh uh apart sure <laughs> Not, that's that's not where I would have guessed this conversation was going. Ravel or uh, there's unravel and ravel. Ravel and unravel mean the same thing as well. Your sweater ravel, but some people thought that sounded weird, so we added unravel. So technically, unravel would mean your sweater, your 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 string would somehow make itself into a sweater rather than be uh, disentangled. It's, or flammable and inflammable, they mean the same thing. As Dr. Nick was confused about, uh, uh, yes, um, on the Simpsons, but. Anyway, um, should we leave this uh, little vocabulary discussion and 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 go back to uh, football and talk about uh, next week's games and our locks of the week and maybe talk about the Chiefs Bengals? Uh, maybe we'll talk about Chiefs Bengals first. Sure. What do you think is going to happen in the Chiefs Bengals game? The Chiefs are favored by seven. Uh, it's at home at G E H A Field at Arrowhead, uh, a name only slightly better than Acroshore stadium uh among uh uh nfl stadium names yeah you can't even I, see like when they when they have like the drone shots or the blimp shots you just see geha you don't see arrowhead it's like geha field that arrowhead yeah, yeah. it's That's i think yeah it's it's you know they were trying to slowly replace some of the imagery i think it's what the goal was to like distance themselves from the native american appropriations but it's not gonna i don't think that's the still problem. Doing I, think, the other I, think, stuff. I think the tomahawk chop and things like that are much more of a problem than simply having an arrowhead on your helmet uh yeah. because there's nothing you know i think technically insensitive about you know yeah. that it's it's maybe it's an old maybe i don't know if it's a stereotypical symbol just it's simply a historical symbol uh but no. you know it's not directly mocking some sort of right i think although you know you, you get different native americans have different ideas about about some you know it's just like i think lumping in it's one of the ways we, we we like to lump people into one particular demographic uh when you know people are of all different political stripes uh yeah. anyway, anyway. GHA field. We both agree that GHA field is a, uh, that that name is is terrible. But it is. what do you think is going to happen at GHA field? Well, the if we call... follow the recent trends. It's not going to be a very good offense for the yes. Chiefs. So, and we're going to look look like the defense is going to have to play out of their minds to like keep it close, and then maybe the offense will score enough points to take the win. That's. Yeah, the Chiefs are three and four this year at GHA Field. They actually have a losing record, one four record at home. But one of those home wins was in Frankfurt, uh, Germany. So the confines of Frankfurt, Germany. Yes. Yeah, maybe the Chiefs. Well, so and they're seven and two on the road. So maybe they need to go on the road more, and maybe that'll actually be a good thing. They'll probably play a road playoff game or two uh, this year if they make it that far. Mm -hmm. They'll probably host. They're almost certain to host a playoff game. if they make the playoffs, they just need one win, and they secured the yeah. division and the home game. Then, so yeah, because they've they've already beaten. I think they'll have they'll have the tiebreaker advantage over any NFC South team. Um, well, I mean, to win the division, they just need one win. So yeah, and, and, they, then, and then they'll then the, they'll get one home playoff game, no matter what. That's true. They'll probably be the three seed. Um, yeah, 
Well, then as the three seed, you can still host all of the future games too. If the one and two seeds lose. Yes. You know, in, in round, you know, one and two. So, yeah. I mean, you can even host the AFC championship game as a three seed. Yeah, Chiefs, the Chiefs have hosted uh, at least two of the th- two of the three or two of the five AFC Championship games. I think they've hosted as two seats, so the one seat has fallen out. So well, um, before they made it to the AFC Championship game, yes. Once was the Ravens, who are currently in line to be the number one seed. Once was I think was the Titans, uh, who were beaten by the Bengals, and then the Bengals, of course, beat the Chiefs in that championship game um, two years ago. But. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with the Chiefs either. I hope they win. I hope they I hope they get their offense right and they blow the Bengals out because um I don't think the this is the worst Bengals team they've played in the last few years. So this is the this is the time to do so and also to kind of some maybe you know get some bragging rights uh against the Bengals who are still I think in some ways the Chiefs biggest at least non-divisional rival right now. Mm. Bills kind of are too, but I think the but the Bengals have beaten the Bill be, be, Bengals have beaten the Chiefs when it counts, and the mm-hmm. Bills haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's more respect between the Bills and the Chiefs than there is between the Bengals and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by a touchdown. Looks like yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how I'm gonna go with that one, but um, I am sure about my locks of the week this week. I think I can make it back to 500 and and really one shot. Uh, yeah, one I, week. I, I'm calling a three and a week here. Wow. Uh, I, 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 maybe I just need, I just need confidence here. I, so to, to start off with, my my first block of the week is going back to the well. That is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're actually leaving the friendly confines of Acrisure, uh Stadium and headed up to Seattle. What is it, Lumen Field? Is that what it's called still or now? Maybe, maybe enough. Um... Steelers fans will be traveling with them. That they'll, it'll be Acrisure West. Acrisure West, yes, <laughs> yes, that's what they'll call it as well. Yeah, Lumen Field. Do you know? Uh, so it was called CenturyLink Field for a while. After Quest, it was Quest Field, then CenturyLink Field, and then Lumen Field. So Lumen Technologies, formerly CenturyLink, is a telecommunications head company. Do you know where Lumen Technologies is headquartered? Nope. It's headquartered in Monroe, Louisiana. Of course. And when, of I course think tech, when I think tech, I think Monroe, Louisiana. <laughs> yes, I think of uh, outside New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, yes. I think of the Bayou when I think of high-tech gadgetry. I think of <laughs> Wamps, exactly. Louisiana. Uh, Monroe, I should say Monroe, Louisiana, not Monroe, Louisiana. I say Monroe out there. Mm. Uh, it is in North Louisiana. It is the second largest city in North Louisiana after Shreveport, of course. Um, but it is Monroe, uh, Louisiana. It's where Lumen Technologies is headquartered. Uh, the namesake. Anyway, I, I think that so Pittsburgh is is three and a half point underdogs at Lumen Field in Seattle. I think Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh has a chance to win. I think also they have a chance of keeping it close to three and a half points really um, is a nice one for me. It's, so I Seattle tends to win a lot of games by field goals. Uh, and the last so, two wins, but we're by exactly one field goal. So, so 
so yeah, they win by three. I still win uh, on on that one. So I like the points, and I don't and I don't think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh with Rudolph has a chance uh, to win outright. So Court now watch them lose by three touchdowns, but get shut my, down. Yeah, <laughs> that's my uh, that's my bet. Uh, Pittsburgh plus three and a half at Seattle. Two eight and seven teams trying to uh, get into claw their way into the playoffs. My first pick is going to the Thursday night game. I'm not really sure what's going to happen in this. I think uh, Cleveland's probably, you know, going to win the game over the Jets. Seven and a half point spread though right now. So I'm not really sure how I'm going to pick that one. Uh, But both teams have scored quite a bit recently. I think each team put up 30 points last week. Uh, Over under in that game is only 34 and a half. Uh, yeah, well. like the Thursday night games have been pretty high scoring the last several weeks. Uh, I'm going to take the over, I think, in this one. Yeah, I would like the I'd take the over on that one, too. I think I think uh, Cleveland especially has been able to score have a good offense with Flacco uh, under center. And I know both those teams have good defenses, but 34 and a half is pretty low. So I, even even a 20 to 17 game would push that over the top. And like you said, it seems like offenses are doing better on Thursday nights than defenses. So yeah. I think over is the is the um, a good bet there. So the last four weeks, it's been it was a uh, thirty eight points over the over on oh, combined. Uh, three weeks ago, it was it was only eight and a half points over, but that's still plenty over more than a touchdown. Last week, it was uh, forty eight points over. Well, that was the uh, Raiders Chargers. Oh, yeah, that was a 63 point. Uh, and last week was uh, six points over the over of a much higher 45 and a half points. The Saints Rams, 52 points was the combined. So over seems to be trending on Thursday night, and it's a very low number. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one a lot. I think that's a good pick. Of course, now that I've given it my seal of approval. I'm sorry. Just, Final it's, score. It's going yeah, to be a five and two game. Yeah, there's going to be a safety, and that's going to be the only points one of the teams gets. Were you excited about the safety in the referee caused safety against uh, Baltimore? Uh, Baltimore. <laughs> well, it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, I liked it. I did enjoy it. it the, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore, I think, I believe, leads the league in safeties that they've got this year with three seated safeties. Yes, so they have. That was probably the first one that was uh, involved a referee tripping a player. (laughs) That was that was such a strange play because I mean Lamar Jackson ran so far backwards that play wasn't anywhere close to the goal line to start with, and he he ran so far back. (laughs) He kind of deserved it. Yeah, yeah, took took that turn and and uh, got tangled up with the ref, and then tried to throw (laughs) it away and. he would have had to throw it another 15 yards just to get it to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, so it was intentional to avoid the penalty. So it was, yeah, you know, referee aided, and then yes, referee, and then and then you know called by a referee for the intentional grounding in the end zone. The guy who tripped, yes, yeah, because he wasn't actually sacked. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, maybe maybe there'll be some safeties in my next game that I'll uh, picking. I'm picking. We're sticking with the Raiders since the. Uh, the Raiders is the Raiders uh, and the Colts, two teams we both were involved in bets for our teams last for us last week. We both lost on our bets involving 
Indianapolis or the Raiders. Mine was simply an over-under bet, but yours, you actually betting on Indianapolis. I'm going to follow your your lead and bet against Indianapolis and, and, and try to revenge your, your loss by betting against Indianapolis this week. And show me how it's done. Yeah. And the Raiders are three and a half point underdogs at the Colts. Uh, the Raiders, I think are, are street are on a good streak. Uh, I think they still believe they can make the playoffs. So if they win out and the chiefs lose out, they could actually win. The, the Raiders could win the division and the chiefs might even, depending on how things shake out, be on the outside looking in. So I like it's three and a half points. So the Raiders could still lose uh, by a field goal and I'd still cover. So I like, I like that uh, number. So I'm taking the Raiders plus three and a half at Indianapolis. And I don't think uh, Indy really has, even though it's a, it's an indoor stadium has a huge home field advantage. They don't seem to have the rowdiest fans in uh, Coltsdom. So yeah, I like not, you're betting against Gardner Minshew, though, too. That seems I'm betting against Minshew, but I'm betting for Aiden O'Connell. Yes, who didn't complete a pass three consecutive quarters, though. Does that does that worry you? Well, they aren't playing the Chiefs, so uh, <laughs> in a dome, it's easier to pass. The weather, the weather's not going to be an issue. The running game, I think, looks like maybe Josh Jacobs might be back, uh, so they'll have both, um, you know, uh, White and. Uh, Jacobs so maybe maybe you know so at least I think Jacobs might be back but even if he's not back they've done pretty well without him so yeah. I Indianapolis I think nobody expect neither these are two teams neither I think not very many people expected to be in this position uh this late in the season as being kind of on the cusp of playoff hood and uh so I think uh whatever happens um uh, you know I think I think both teams have had pretty good seasons but I still like the Raiders to keep it, at least keep it close and maybe to win outright. How about your second lock of the week? Uh, my second pick, I'm going to uh, another uh, player who I think is scheduled to be back this week to hopefully improve their chances, their team's chances at the at playoffs. Uh, it's CJ Stroud and uh, Houston. They are five and a half point favorites at home against Tennessee, who's been struggling the last several weeks. Uh, I'm I'm picking yeah Houston to to cover that five and a half point spread. I think that's well uh, that's a possibility too. I, I I Houston with Stroud back, I think Houston's a much better team. Tennessee has been mostly down but kind of streaky under yeah. Levis, and it's on the road in Houston. Yeah, I could you know sometimes Houston really lay. I mean I mean sometimes uh, Tennessee really lays uh, big eggs. Uh, and this is a game, a kind of re- a matchup of uh, form the once and former the uh, the the current and former Houston uh, franchises. It's the right the old Oilers at the new Texans, and yeah, I five and a half and twenty twenty three draft picks at the quarterback position too, facing each other. Yeah. First quarterback or the second quarterback taken, and the fourth quarterback. Take I think it. that's right. Yeah, both of these players, I think, maybe are players that should have been taken higher than what they were. We, I think, both were unanimous. We were unanimous in thinking that uh, C.J. Stroud was probably a better pick than Bryce Young, simply because he was not tiny and was a higher floor pick, I think, than just about anybody. And we thought Levis was uh, was maybe um, 
we thought at one point it seemed like he was going to be the second quarterback taken by Houston, uh, but that ended up not happening. He ended up dropping all the way to Tennessee. So, yeah. Um, you wouldn't have taken the pocket passer? The pocket, the pocket that's my, yeah. The, the pocket, pocket not a pocket passer. Pocket the, size passer. The pocket passer, yes. Pocket, the pocket Hercules, who we, who we talked about a few, uh, <laughs> maybe at the beginning of the season when we had the digression on the <laughs> Turkish weightlifter. <laughs> Pocket Hercules, yes. Please. But how about your third pick for this week, Mike? My third pick for this week is another road underdog. Um, uh, and, this, uh, and this is New England at Buffalo. New England is a 13-and-a-half point underdog against the Bills. Um, the Bills, I believe, actually lost to the Patriots earlier this year. Uh, is that is that correct? I think that's right. And so I think they're at it's at, um it's at it was uh it's at it's at uh Buffalo uh uh this time. But yeah, the Patriots beat the Bills on October twenty second, twenty nine to twenty five in in uh, Gillette Stadium. So I think New England seems historically to have Buffalo's number. And, you know, even if they don't win, which I don't think they will win, but it's 13 and a half points. It's almost two touchdowns. That's a big gap. And I know Buffalo is playing well, but this is probably a game that they're not thinking about as much as next week's game against Miami. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I like Buffalo maybe to win in in a game that's tighter than 13 and a half points. But I think even who knows new England under with, with, uh, the Bailey uh, Zappy Magic might be able to uh, even pull off an upset. Um, so I, I like New England plus 13 and a half at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo did struggle last week too with the Chargers who don't look very good at this yeah. time either. So, um, you know, Buffalo was on quite a stretch where they were, when I mean, they've been winning, but the last game they won, but they don't know that they feel as good about the win as they probably did about some of the earlier games in their, their current streak. Yeah, so I, I, I think, yeah, and then and this is not the game that Buffalo, I think, is circling on their calendar. Even though it's a divisional game, I think this is a game they want to get through, be, uh, you know, injury-free, and then hope to be in a position where they can challenge for the division uh, win, maybe a, uh, even a, you know, home playoff game uh, if they beat Miami. So I, I like I like New England uh, to at least hang around uh, against Buffalo. How about your third and final lock of the week. So I, I'm going to the next widest spread uh, amongst the games of week 17, uh, but a road favorite in this case is who I'm looking at, San Francisco at Washington. Uh, I expect to see Brock Purdy bounce back uh, and probably score a lot of points against Washington's defense, even though Jacoby Brissett's going to be in the game on offense. I don't know that's going to be enough to keep Washington close in this one. Uh, so I've got San Francisco minus 12 and a half for my final pick. Yeah, I think that could be a blowout. Um, I think San Francisco tends to really, if they win, they often win big. So I, I, I don't think that's, a, I don't think that's a bad pick by any, by any stretch um are there any not other a, games not afraid to run it up is the uh right yeah they they will run up the score um and 
Um, are there any other games you're looking forward to uh, next week that we haven't uh, put a place to bets on? Well, so this is a bit of a strange week. There's one. There's one Saturday game, Detroit Dallas, which should be pretty good. Yeah, that's the most maybe the most interesting I think of the games that we haven't talked about yet. And then and then all the remaining games are on Sunday. There's no Monday. Yeah, Miami, but we also have Miami Baltimore that we we there's going to be a we we've kind of mentioned obliquely, but we haven't mentioned specifically. So those are those are probably the two biggest games outside the ones we've talked about. Um, do you like I do you like Dallas? So we have. You like Dallas returning to form and and beating Detroit at home. So this is another one of the teams that is more than capable of running the ball really well. So if they if they try to follow what uh, Buffalo did, then it should be the same kind of result. But you know you just don't know what anybody's going to do. You know Miami didn't follow that at all, so it's a little surprising to see some of these teams do. You know, not following the game plan that showed success just one week earlier. Yeah. Uh, so I think if Detroit runs effectively, then, you know, they've got a shot at, at keeping Dallas down. But this is Dallas at home, too, not road Dallas, home Dallas. Yeah, home Dallas is much different. It's a little bit like, like we also said, you know, when uh, Miami plays a team that is good versus when they play bad teams. And now Miami's at a good team. So are they going to are, are they going to um, shrink uh, when the lights are on? Or are they going to? Um, you know, finally step up to a, you know, they did against Dallas. They played a good Dallas team, but Dallas on the road is a different animal from Dallas at home. Uh, so like you said, and so playing at Baltimore, maybe Baltimore is coming off a big high, uh, and at San Francisco, making a long trip back home, you know, they could be resting on their laurels a bit thinking, well, we're pretty much guaranteed the number one seed if we win a game. Um, but you know, it's, yeah, I, I don't. You could also say, well, this the maybe buff maybe uh, Baltimore will say, well, Miami has pretty much the same offense as San Francisco, so we know what to expect mm-hmm. what to do. But yep. also say, well, San Fr- Miami now knows what maybe San Francisco did wrong and could correct that and do something a little bit different um, because it's basically this it's it's the same scheme going up against them again. So either Baltimore mm-hmm. has it figured out and. Uh, or um, maybe some maybe uh, running it the second time can be uh, a little bit different than how the first time went. Yeah, I would think really what Baltimore's strategy should be here is uh, make sure Lamar Jackson does not get hurt. Like you've got two weeks left of the season before the playoffs start, and you need him to be as healthy as he can be going into the playoffs. So, yeah, I think it should just be – whatever game plan you need to run it it involves him not getting injured so that's really what they need to be doing uh i don't know if they can do it though and i don't know that he can stop himself from from taking some of the hits that he does that are unnecessary a lot of times it's uh should be concerning for them going forward because they're always one injury away from being done yeah. even if they're the one seed it doesn't matter yeah um, well, speaking of unnecessary, should we wrap up this uh, episode of uh, Winter Power Hour? Sure. <laughs> Podcast that wasn't needed, uh, but we still uh, put forth anyway each and every week here, at least during the NFL season and uh, much of the off season as well. We, we, we've been doing it every week. We've been really, uh, I think, uh, very. Our schedule has been very regular um, for a while. We really we only missed. Eight weeks this year, something like that. 
Yeah, we've been uh, we've this been. This is the forty fourth episode. Is that right for this? Yeah, something like that. We've been working hard. Yeah, um, deliver the finest in uh, amateur uh, football podcasts with <laughs> based in the Kansas City area. Based in the Kansas City area, at least Kansas City centric. You yeah, 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 that's right. Well, you're ba- well. You're you're doing most of the technical work, which is based in the Kansas City area. So I'm sure I'm the, I'm the outlier here, yeah. but um, we but it are, is case centric in podcasts. Yeah, well, we are, in uh, our topics, at least anyway. Our orbit is still uh, centered around City of Fountains. Uh, in in no. yeah. Anyway, uh, we 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 won't blather on about our Kansas Cityness. But we will uh, be back next week with an all another exciting, exciting episode of the One Trick Power Hour. Uh, but we're happy you tuned in uh, this week. Uh, we hope your teams, uh, if the, uh, especially if they have the Chiefs, uh, do well and win uh, uh, their games. And perhaps if you're gambling, win you a little bit of money. Uh, but um, yeah, we, we will, this we'll, we'll sign off uh, now, and we'll find out what happens uh, next time on the One Trick Power. Uh, as always, I am Dr. Michael Werman, Esquire. He, as always, is Dr. Andrew Scaff, non-Esquire. We, as always, are the Warning Trek Power Hour. Please, as we always say, like and or subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel or our various uh, our, our podcast on various delivery services. And we appreciate your viewership and listenership and... Uh, we'll see you next time and until then we'll wish you a good day and a happy new year and a happy new year yeah it's uh, a good year maybe we should say (laughs) there you go (laughs) perfect a good leap year an extra long yeah